0: Hi there.
1: Hi. (laughs) How are you doing?
0: I'm hanging in there. That's such a funny question now, isn't it? (laughs) Like, I never know how to answer. Like, I'm okay today. The sun is shining.
2: That is nice out there. (laughs) Boujou. Welcome to Native Lights Bidapi. I'm your host, Cole Primo.
1: And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. In this podcast, we are talking with folks in the Native community Mm -hmm. here in Minnesota during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're basically just opening up the front door and chatting with people, seeing how they're doing.
2: Yeah, today we are speaking with our Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan.
1: She is a mom, wife, organizer, former state rep, Anishinaabe Kwe, and Mm. of course, Lieutenant Governor of Minnesota. So thank you so much, miigwech, for being here. Yeah,
0: it's my pleasure, and I'm really glad to be able to join you. We have been uh, so disconnected from each other that I think the more that we can have conversations like this, the better. Absolutely. Agreed. And, you know,
1: we just want to start out by uh, giving our condolences to you and your
0: family for the
1: loss of your brother, Ron.
0: I appreciate that. It's been really incredible, uh, the kind of response from Minnesotans, of course, but also folks nationally, especially from Indian country, who've reached out to our family. Uh, just really grateful for that love and support. But would also say that uh, my story will not be unique, that there will be so many other families, as there already have been uh, across the world, who've experienced deep and profound loss uh, due to this virus. Um, my sister-in-law Josie mm-hmm. made the really intentional decision to share that my brother passed away due to complications from COVID because mm-hmm. she wanted to make sure that some good could come out of his death. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother had had cancer. He had been diagnosed shortly after returning home from basically being by my dad's side uh, before my dad passed away mm-hmm. and he he came home, was diagnosed with cancer, uh, began treatment and then a few days later was brought back to the hospital where uh, he was placed in a medically induced coma and put on a ventilator mm-hmm. uh, from which he he didn't recover. So we're sharing that story because these aren't just statistics. It's not just a data point, mm-hmm. right? all of these numbers are real human beings and we have a responsibility to uh, take care of each other by staying home and following these social distancing guidelines. Mm -hmm. There are elders and also people with underlying conditions that we we really need to take care of.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And such an important thing to simply stay home and how that can help others far and wide. That's right. And how are you adjusting to life in the pandemic? I know like we are just doing the best we can here um, in northern Minnesota, trying to, you know, stay healthy and get outside and cooking an obscene amount of food every day. But how are you? How are you adjusting to life right now?
0: I think, you know, our family is adjusting like, like everyone else. We have a a first grader, a seven-year-old little girl. And so yesterday was our first day of distance learning. Um, It was an adventure (laughs) (laughs) in that we are trying to uh, protect her as much as possible from all this, which sometimes is to be really candid, as difficult as I am consistently on conference calls and video conferences talking about our response and ICU beds and ventilators and um, and then also needing to remember that we got to go walk on down to the the park so she can, can scoot around mm-hmm. and remember just to, to take time to turn off the news and, and be together as a family. But I know how hard this is mm-hmm. for folks. Every day feels like um, a battle that you've won once you get to the the end of the day, tuck your kiddos in or crawl into bed yourself. Mm. The governor said in his state of the the state speech, which was the thing that resonated with me the most, mm. is that everyone is doing the best they can. And that's all we can expect of ourselves or of each other. And it's OK. Mm. Um, so I think that's how we're functioning and I think everyone's fashion choices are are interesting <laughs> in, in this moment. A lot of pants in our house, a lot of hoodies, right? <laughs> trying to, to be comfortable. But also, Leah, to your point, cooking a lot more. Um, we don't usually have a lot of time to do it. And so we stocked up on a, a bunch of monomen and are trying to incorporate that into several meals.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I just cooked up a whole bunch last night. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It lasts
0: really well. In the that's right.
2: I was just curious, like, is it hard for you to keep track of like what day it is like a lot of us? A
0: hundred percent. You know, it's been, uh, I think for all of us, just is it the weekend? And what does the weekend actually mean anymore? <laughs> all the days sort of melt to each other. Sure. So I think that's what's also hard about this for for so many folks. So I appreciate those reminders on social media where people say, whoever needs to know this, it's Wednesday today. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so obviously there's a lot going on. How do you prioritize like basic government duties with the pandemic and then on top of it, your family life?
0: Well, I'd say that um, everything that we are doing in this moment, at least through the governor's office, is all focused on uh, the pandemic. Yeah. So we have daily calls in the morning with leaders of several state agencies with updates. Um, The governor and I are talking to legislative leaders. I do a lot of outreach to our uh, nonprofit organizations and, and foundations, just trying to make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page and meeting needs that, that folks have, we have a daily call with tribal leaders during the week, which has been incredibly important with our federal partners to make sure that we're supporting our, our tribal nations during this time when frankly, in some ways, uh, the administration mm-hmm. seems to have forgotten that uh, they have trust responsibilities. And on top of that, trying to make sure that my kiddo is, is reading and not just in front of a screen all day it's all of the things i think that so many of us are are dealing with and also trying to simultaneously run state government from my dining room table but i also have to just say that my husband is a champion you know he's been working from home too and so we are juggling keeping our kiddo occupied in between Zoom calls and and everything else, like so many people are experiencing now, mm-hmm. we also just the other day though got out to William O'Brien State Park and took a, a hike, which really was was helpful for us just to get outside and and just want to encourage people to be able to do that.
1: Sure, we just have a, a couple minutes left, but over social media and online, we've seen so much awesome stuff like acts of kindness from artists, live social media events, virtual jingle dress dancing, mm-hmm. those funny like virtual powwow videos. Is there anything that's particularly moved you that you've seen come out of Native communities right now?
0: I think the social distance powwow has been, you know, a, a great place for for so many of us. Um, I also am getting a big kick out of the videos passing the makeup brush from fabulous-looking Native to fabulous-looking Native um, through those TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. But I especially love the one with the little girls who are in their regalia. I'm sure that folks have seen that one. I'd also just say that it is counterintuitive, I think, to who we are as Native people to stay away from each other in times of crisis. Um, And I think that's certainly for most people, but I think especially for our community so what's been really helpful for me is in talking to friends, just reminders to go out and to put down our SEMA, to, to smudge when it all feels like too much. We have those medicines that keep us connected. And that's been really helpful for me. A dear friend, uh, my friend Sarah, sent me a care package that was just full of traditional tobacco and cedar. And it was maybe one of the greatest gifts I've ever received because the pressure and responsibility that, that we are feeling now, but also just a reminder that uh, this is who we are and where we come from. And we have those tools to get through this together. And those are some of the things that can connect. Us. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. And I also eat my feelings a lot. So just to be oh. clear, <laughs> <laughs> I have way more pizza than I should have yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <so. laughs> I
1: hear you. And saying
0: it out loud is such a relief. I'm like, I wear a lot of stretch pants. Again, my fat jeans are now just my jeans. So
1: There's solidarity, everybody. Exactly.
0: Everybody (laughs) is feeling that, I think. That's
2: right. As a final question, what's your favorite way to escape, like take a break during this
0: well, um there's a spot by our house called the Westwood Nature Center, with a really small nature park in, in St. Louis Park where we live. And we've been going there multiple times a week. It's right in the you know, the the middle of the city, but uh, there's trumpeter swans mm. and deer and turkeys and we've seen muskrats the last couple of times that we've gone and, and that's mm-hmm. just been important for just overall for our mental health, but also turning up some Lizzo and putting on music that even if you're in a, a difficult spot or, or feeling down, music just really picks you up. And so I think that's also just one of the things that we have a deep appreciation for artists, I think, in a way that we haven't as much as we should have. And of course, a lot of like Netflix and and dumb TV <laughs>
2: Uh, Of course.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And it's just been a real gift talking to folks from around the community. It's, It's helped raise our spirits, you know, talking to folks and we've gotten some feedback that it's helping others too out in the community.
0: Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I'm just so grateful for, for what you do every day, both on the podcast, but also just in, in your lives. So, miigwech. That's very kind. Thank you. Very
2: much appreciate it.
1: Take care
0: now. Take care. Thank you. Take good care. Gigi Bye.
2: Gigi Wabamen. Gigi That was really great hearing from her, you know, as not only a native leader, but, you know, a leader of Minnesota.
1: Right? I'm really grateful that she could take the time out of her busy, busy schedule.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Gigi Wabamen. Ichi migwech, Goodbye and thanks for listening.
1: Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers, made possible with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Okay, guys. This is how we do it. And before you go, if you have someone in mind who would be great to catch up with on Native Lights Bidapi, send us an email at nativelights@amper's.org. You can also reach out to us on our Minnesota Native News Facebook page or now on our new Minnesota Native News Instagram page. Miigwech!